I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. G'day guys. Welcome to the SC Playbook Question and Answer podcast for round 21. Tim Williams on deck this week. Back, back on home turf in Australia recording this week, which is Wonderful news, good to be here and good to get back into it. Now, let's get stuck straight into it this week. First question from Maddie. Morning, Tim Williams. I hope you enjoyed the overseas junket. Thank you, mate. If you know any uh, dodgy accountants out there, let me know. We'll see if we can sort it out. Just kidding. If money is no option, is drinking a must-have to partner with Latrell and Walker and Ponga at 5'8"? Look, I think for the run home, the two best fullbacks are Latrell Mitchell and Scott Drinkwater, yes. But I can't for the life of me justify, even if money's not an issue, unless your team's extremely well set up, there's not a chance I'd be paying one over a million dollars for Scotty Drinkwater when you look at, you know, Latrell will hopefully be about 760k next week. Reese Walsh is about tick over 600. Teddy's quite affordable. Like, look at Reese Walsh. You're not far off p- paying double to get to Scott Drinkwater from Reese Walsh. So, yeah, it, honestly, unless your team's completely set up, I, I can't justify going to Scott Drinkwater. So, yeah, but as I said, if you're saying money's not the issue and you can go whoever you want, then sure. Scott Drinkwater, I think he's, he's the fullback you want for the run home. And with scores in his last six games of 86, 173, 140, 95 against Penrith, 104 against Melbourne, 170 against the Eels. 140 against the Bunnies. Like, holy moly. That is some good scoring. But, yeah, not for me. Next question from Rowan. Toto V. Graham, to bring in this week, who do you like to score the most points for the run home? If we're going head-to-head with them, I'd say Toto because he plays an extra game. But you obviously have to take into consideration that like our CT dubs are pretty stacked. So when the Bunnies have that buy in round 26, you can obviously bring someone else in and it should be a gun by this stage of the season. So look, it's a great question. I would narrowly lean towards Campbell Graham. I just think the Panthers have a great run, but the Bunnies have a better run. And... I mean, there's attacking weapons across both of those teams across the park. So it really does make it a little bit of a lottery. But uh, I do think the Bunnies are going to absolutely fire on the run home. Again, not to say Penrith don't. But, yeah, look, if I was picking one, it would be Campbell Graham. Do take into consideration, though, that round 26 buy, as I said, and the fact that 
you can't over over invest in bunnies players, and I say that as someone who is uh, conveniently over investing in bunnies players. But I'm looking, I'll look to offload one or two of them in round twenty six to make sure I'm not too short. Probably one of them trades pending. Uh, so yeah, I think between the two, I'd lean towards Campbell Graham. Question from. Matteo, SJ and Hines owners, should we bite the bullet and sell SJ this week or can we wait a week and hope SJ scores similar with Cleary price to hopefully drop? Similar with Gutho to Trell, wait a week. Gutho to Trell can wait a week because they both have big break-evens. Trell first game back from injury, really tough game against the uh, Broncos this week. So happy to, to wait on that one for owners there. That being said, the, the trade can happen this week if you need to, especially free up cash elsewhere. Look, we, we've spoken plenty about Nico Hines, Sean Johnson, Nathan Cleary this week across podcasts. So I don't want to go on about this for too long because you're probably, I'm certainly repeating myself. But my take on it is that Nico and Cleary should be your two halfbacks for the run home. SJ's been brilliant, but when you add in that buy next week, add in the fact that people might own Torhu Harris, Adam Fanua Blake, Dallin Wattenis, Lesniak, Charles Nickel Cookstad, you could be running short. I, I just think. The Warriors have a great run home, but as do the Panthers, that they have games against <clears throat> Dolphins, Bulldogs, Manly, Titans. It's not as good as the Warriors, but it's still a good run. Sharky's draw is tougher, but Nico Hines has been sensational for, for two years on the trot now. He's pretty bulletproof. Even, you know, there's hardly bad scoring the bloke. So, yeah, I, I think Cleary and Hines is the answer. If you've got, say, sub-five trades or sub-four trades in particular, the case changes a little bit. Maybe you can hold on to SJ because you're running low on trades. Question from Justin. I've got Haas, Tarpany, Harris, front row, and then Fafida, Nikara, Hopgood, Piakura in my forwards there, 2RF. Do you think that's enough depth there? I've got five gun CT dubs and 870K to bring in someone. Oh, it's a, that is a war chest. Looking at Adam Fanua Blake, Isaac Tungo, Campbell Graham, Brian Toto, thoughts. It's borderline, isn't it? My gut feel says you're running a second row or short, but you've also got dual positioners there. Look, if your front row is Haas, Tarpany, Harris, I don't know if you've got a dual 2RF front row in the second row. If you do, you're better covered. But if you don't and you can't switch them down, I think you're playing a 2RF short. So if you if you don't have that and you're basically only got Fafita, Nikara and Hopgood as guns at 2RF, then I'd be getting a, probably a 2RF gun into my side or they said, you know, potentially like a front row like AFB and then allowing to have that 2RF front row forward dual position which you could switch around. If you've got the dual already there, you could look to spend up on a Tungo or a Campbell Graham or a Toto, but I think with five gun CT dubs already, it's borderline. Yeah, so put it to that, mate. If you if you've already got the, the jewels up top and you can cover another gun in back row by switching players, I think go the CT dub. If you don't have that, I'd probably be leaning towards the second rower, especially when you consider Haas has a buy to come, Torhu has a buy next week. Who else we got there? Hopgood has a buy around 27. Piakura has another buy to come. So those weeks, you could be light on. So you might need that forward. 
Question from JM. If you have to bring in one this week, who do you bring out of Cody and Latrell? Both come in over around 21 and 22. Interested in who you'd go first on. Yeah, I mean, if you're getting them both, I would be going Cody first because he's fit, he's in outstanding form. His break-even is 128. Latrell's not far off. Latrell is a break-even of 139. So they almost cancel each other out. I do think, though, you know, there's uncertainty around Latrell. He hasn't played since round 12. He's over two months out. Let's see how he comes back. I think Cody is certainly the, the, the safer bet in this one. Like, God forbid Troll comes back and re-injures himself and what it was a calf I think he was injured with. So if that were to tweak, he's had plenty of time out. It should be sweet. Don't get me wrong. But I just think Cody's probably the safer buy if you've got this plan to get them both in in the next two weeks. Question from Sam C. Can make three trades this week, bringing in Cleary for Moses, Latrell for Gutho. For the third trade, would you go Kepi to Haas, brackets running Tarpany, Torhu and enough, or Kenna to Munster, running KP and Cody? Look, I am very high on depth and having a bit of security in your squad, particularly as we run low on trades and you're in a bit of trouble. Now, look, both moves are going to be great for depth because Kenner is gone for a while, I believe, and even if he was fit, he might not even get in that team for the Bunnies. I don't think he probably would. Both terrific trades, but I think, yeah, just locking in that front row position and having a backup because what do you got? Like Torhu's on the buy next week. So you're already going to be one front rower short there. If anything happens to tap, should be two front rowers short. I know Kepi's playing and might get all right minutes, but yeah, I think that you'll sleep a lot better at night having Payne Huss there and you can look to do the Munster trade in the next couple of weeks. Question from Kirk, last reserve out of IPAP. That's Isaiah Papali'i and Torhu Harris. I like Isaiah Papali'i in this one. Playing 80 minutes, he has a nice matchup with the Dragons. Torhu played limited minutes last week. What did I see about him? There, there was something around him. Maybe he'd been battling a bit of illness or something during the week and was borderline to play when he played those reduced minutes. Uh, so not so you can always put a line through last week. But I just think IPAP's got some nice attacking upside in this game tonight. He'll play his 80 there's a bunch of rain predicted for that game in Auckland, the the Warriors game, in which case I, I think the most recent update was that it's pouring for the next sort of 20, 18 to 20 hours, and then it was going to ease off tomorrow morning, Friday Friday morning, that is, in which case that's good news. But if the rain does continue to come down, even regardless, heavy underfoot, wettish ground, could make it tough going there. So... I think, yeah, I think I'd be going, I don't think, I would be going like that. Question from David, last reserve out of Alex Johnson, Torhu Harrison, Ronaldo, Mooley, Talo. I have all three of these as well and have a, a similar decision to make. I, I have to play Torhu this week, but I am going to go Alex Johnston. I mean, look at the, the tripe that Ronnie's dished up for us the last two weeks. I do like him to... I mean, you'd hope he'd improve this week, but significantly improve. He could score well. But you add in the fact that I'm looking at that Sharkies-Manly matchup. Manly's left edge defensively of Josh Schuster out there really battling. I think the Sharkies will target that. That is Nico Hines' edge. That is not Ronaldo Molitalo's edge. You're adding the fact that Matty Moylan is out, and yeah, there's a bit of concern for how that edge, Sharkies' left edge, will play out. So I worry that the right edge... 
of the Sharks will get a lot of the ball. So Ronnie worries me. Alex Johnston, sure, Brisbane's a, a tougher matchup than Manly, but Bunny's back to full strength. Cody Walker's back. That'll help AJ immensely. So I think AJ's the play there. Question from John. Hey, mate, last reserve out of Taruva, AJ, and Ronnie. So I spoke about the two before. Uh, out of those, Taruva, 100,000%. Uh, I think that'll be a bloodbath, that Doggies-Panthers game. And Taruva surely is in for, for at least a try, potentially two, potentially six, to be honest. Sorry, Doggies fans. But, yeah, Taruva. Question from Matteo. Maddie, back at it. Jeez, mate, getting your money's worth here. Is Seifer to Toto sideways? Absolutely not. Seifer's off the bench. Even if he starts come game day, it's the last game of the round, so we don't, we won't know. Uh, but does he play 80? What's the impact there? Brian Toto, great run home. Spoke about him before. Good trade. Question from Michael. Hey, mate. Morning. Morning. Morning, mate. Warning for feeder, wanting for feeder this week, but the only way I can do it is selling Hopgood. Is it worth it giving super high ownership and not greatest draw? It also means holding Talakai another week, unfortunately. Thanks as always. Mate, it doesn't have to happen this week. Obviously, you want David Fafita in your team, but like if you can keep Hopgood and say get Fafita next week, just wait. Like there's no urgency. Let's see. Money wise, it should be break even to be pretty plat at 112. So it's something he could easily make. Match up with the Roosters bodes pretty well the way the old Roosters are going at the moment. So, yeah, look, it's a trade that I said you want for feeder this week, but it can wait. That being said, if you're going to be in the same situation next week and, and nothing really changes, well, yeah, I'd, I'd probably bite the bullet and go hop good to Dave for feeder there. Graham, is any of the crew coming to Optus Stadium? Perth, doubleheader, 5th of August. Would be awesome to have a beer or 10. Mate, I would love to be there, but sadly I will not. I don't believe any of the SC Playbook crew are going unless the, the doggies are involved in, in that doubleheader, in which case adds Darussi. I don't think he's missed a Bulldogs game since he was about six years old. Uh, but, yeah, shout out to any of the other SC Playbook subscribers out there, community. Uh, if you've seen Graham's message, flick him a message and uh, go have a beer or ten. Question from Sammy Pickworth. Pretty well. Pretty well owned, everyone I want for the run home outside of Luttrell. Siffer being benched hurts me, though I'm 4K short of going Siffer straight to Trell. That, oh, that hurts. If I make another trade to facilitate that move, it only leaves me with three trades. Do I bite the bullet or roll the dice and hope Siffer gets big minutes on the edge? Hmm. I mean, it, it depends what that other trade would be to facilitate it. Do you have a ask? Have a look. Do you have a dud? Not a dud, but is there a back row you're willing to downgrade to get that extra four k? You know, maybe you could go down to to Cam Murray, or if you're not a fan of Murray, Sean Lane's a sneaky one as well. Back to eighty minutes, both great prices. That could facilitate it. As I said, it depends what your second trade would have to be. That being said, like break even of eighty odd for Talakai, trails about one thirty five, whatever I said before. So if Sif was starting, you'd probably he wouldn't drop, drop too much money, and you could make that next week. But there's no guarantee at all of that. So yeah, check out what your other trade would be. But oh, I'd nearly I'd nearly wait a week and see if you can do it next week. If you can do it in one trade, very difficult one. Guys, if you listen to the SC Playbook question and answer podcast or you listen to the Weekly Wrap podcast with Walsh and Carlos, absolutely killing it, just quietly Walsh. Jeez, that man knows his footy. So 
Yeah, and you said then you listen to me chat about Seekle, Gareth and his team each and every week. You Walsh chat about it and you go, yep, this is me. Uh, it's hard to admit, but I know that I'm struggling with my punting a little bit. Uh, it might be time to reach out. Take that. Take the brave step. Flick him an email at gareth.w at seekle.org.au. You can give him a buzz on 9559-4013 or direct message them on Instagram at Gambling. That's C-E-C-A-L. Uh, not something you regret, guys. It can only help getting control of your punting, get your finances back in order. And yeah, I think it could be the best move you ever make. I believe also we're going to get Gareth on hopefully next week, might be the following week. I have a bit of a yarn to him about what he has to offer, what Sequel have uh, in their organization and, and how they can help you out. Question from Danny Heath. Four trades and one boost left. Mate, you can put a line through that boost because if you use three of those in one hit, you are in Barney Rubble. Hopgood to Murray and Kennedy to Latrell and hold two trades for the grand final. Grand final, you're confident, mate. Or just hold trades and boost from here till I need them finals time and miss Trell. Yeah, I would be holding those trades 100%. You're running very low and you look at those trades – when you've only got four left, Hopgood is a hold. Kennedy, he's hardly going to be your biggest headache, even though the Sharkies have some tough games coming up. So, yeah, like, unless they were clear upgrades that were going to, like, you were getting rid of Deadwood, like duds in your side that you didn't want to play each week and they might not even be playing, that would be a different story. But when you're getting rid of two good plays in Hopgood and Kennedy's two of your final four trades, uh, I'd be holding fire. Question from Ewan. How would you rank the following fullback CT dub for the rest of the season? Teddy, Walsh, Edwards, Toto, and Meany. All right. Off the top of the melon. I actually quite like Tedesco. Um, I say that as an owner, so there might be a bit of bias and optimism in there, but Roosters, I mean, within the space of two weeks, the season could be dead and buried and, and no chance of finals within one week. They, they need to win. But yeah, I've said on a few podcasts that even even in a poor Rooster side and Tedesco being, you know, the lesser form of his career in, in the last ten years basically, he still has a five round average of eighty five. So I do like Teddy there. I'd probably go Teddy Walsh second. The only reason Walsh is second behind Teddy is that the Broncos have a really difficult run home. So I'd lean towards your Teddy just ahead of him. Then I'd go probably just Dylan Edwards, Brian Toto, Nick Meany. But there is very little separating that lot. Question from Reese: Need a cheaper winger for backup for the run home, Kiraz or Suwali'i? Kiraz, 25K cheaper. I would be going to Jacob Kiraz. I would not be playing him in my team this week against Penrith because I think that's a terrible idea. Um, Joseph Suwali'i, look, he doesn't look like doing anything all year. He's basing 24, which is pretty ordinary. The Roosters have been terrible. You just, well, like he's got low scores of 22, 18, 38, 27, 37, 30. Kiraz, it's only a essentially a one-game sample size. We went back to centre last week, scored 72 with 36 in base, plus a bunch of tackle breaks, I think offloads, all sorts of things. He looked – we know what he did earlier in the year. That was from the wing. But I just think Kiraz, even if he's in a beaten side, busts his ass. 
and we know there is a super coach. Like he was close to a must-have earlier on in the season, uh, and then he got injured. So yeah, I'd be going Kiraz for sure. Question from JL trading at Talakai best fifth CT dub for the run home out of Kiraz, Lomax, Timiko, Crichton, or Dom Young. That is another very difficult one because you could make a case for and against all of them. If we are taking price out of the equation and we're saying that you know money's not an issue, not that there's a massive price difference between the lot of them, but there's a little bit, I would lean towards Stephen Crichton. I don't love him as a buy, but of those guys, I do think he's probably the pick. I've probably got him just ahead of Dom Young. The Knights have a great run home. Young is just very rocks or diamonds, and I think the Knights' left side is going to get more and more dominant as the season goes on. It's just a suspicion, but they're red hot. And I just think there's got to be a directive to go down that left. Uh, KP's best edge, Marju finishing. So I think they're the go there. Bradman best, Fitzy, Hastings. It's a really strong side. So Critter, as I said before, Penrith have a pretty nice run home. Basing 31 this year, which I haven't checked, but I would feel like that would be substantially up on recent years. Uh, I think they're really good numbers for him. You know, if anything would happen to Cleary or whatever, there's also the potential bonus of goal kicking. And the other thing about Critter is what are his toughest games to come? He's got Cowboys, Para late on. They're both um, in Penrith, though. He's got the Storm. That's in Penrith as well. Holy geez, they have some home games on the run home. So they're, they're playing the... They're at home this week, home in round 22, home in round 23, away 24 and 25, home in round 26 and home in round 27. Five of seven. Woof. Get on Penrith. Yeah. Didn't realize I had so many. Critter it is. Question from Jacob. I have Luke Metcalf. I was planning on upgrading to Munster. It looks like the Warriors have a better run home. Is it worth keeping Metcalf over Munster, especially comparing both their scores of late? Cheers for the help. I wouldn't overthink this one, mate. Cameron Munster v. Luke Metcalf. Like, seriously, it's got to be got to be Cam Munster. Um, super coach, absolute gun. Storm playing for that top four spot. You know, if they lose a couple, they might be playing for a top eight spot because it's very tight up there. The Warriors have the bye next week. I think Metcalf keeps his spot, but Tamare Martin is also lingering around. Does he come back in at some stage? I suspect Metcalf keeps his spot, but I just think it's not one to overthink. Cam Munster is the man here. Question from Jason, very relevant to my side. Too many rabbits to have? Question mark. Trell, Cody, AJ, Cook, and Munro will have at least one trade to get rid of one at their bye in round 26. I am in the same. I think. I think by then, if I go ahead with the trades I'm planning, I will have five as well, and and I'm the same, mate. I'll I'll be at least one trade to get rid of one of them, potentially two come round twenty six. I'm going all in on them. I I am. I think they're going to finish in a blaze at full strength through the soft draw. So you you don't want any more than that, but yeah, keep in mind that you can use a trade come round twenty six to get it down to four. Uh, I like them. I like the bunnies. Question from Jay. Is it worth bringing in Munro to free up cash or would it be better to bring in a jewel, Nuff like Howth or Martin? Uh, I don't know if this is Jay Schubert from Twitter and SC Playbook's latest contributor, uh, but I assume so. And if so, and regardless, 
Shout out because he's doing some of God's work with his content this season on both Twitter and the SC Playbook website. Uh, he's been brilliant. So if you haven't seen him, go check him out on Twitter, Jay Schubert. The answer to that one is I'm Munro every day. With that Bunnies draw, he's, I believe he's only meant to be out for one week. He comes back into a red-hot Bunnies side with that draw on the right edge, which has been brilliant this year, and he becomes a very playable uh, CT dub for you. I get the case for enough, but look, my, I sort of dropped my stance on, on enoughs time and time again, and I'm not that keen on them. You know, if your side squad's stacked, you can have, you know, especially this time of year, you can have one in there, maybe two. But why that when you can have someone like Tyron Munro who could average in those games or at least games you play him in, 50, 60, 70 plus, you might get late in the year and be really short on numbers. And instead of scrapping to get a side together, you've got Tyron Munro that you can throw in there who's bottom dollar. So, yeah, I think Tyron Munro every day. Now, let's get into my trades for round 21. Mitchell Moses to Nathan Cleary. And my second trade, looking at pulling the trigger on Jaman Hopgood down to Cameron Murray. Now, reasoning behind that, I can bank 240-odd K from the Hopgood to Murray trade. Of course, Hopgood's a fine hold. Like the Lakes averaging, what, 73 or something this season. Uh, I am not happy to see him leave my side, but also he's at super high ownership. He's a player that I don't think will hurt you by getting rid of him due to the price because you're freeing up so much money. Cam Murray comes in at 482K, who's been underwhelming this season, still averaged 58. There's been injury-affected games and reduced minutes over origin where he has scored lower. I mentioned it on beers and break-evens uh, yesterday, but he since round six or since round seven, he has one try and zero – one try assist? Zero try assist. Cam Murray is way better than this. They will come, especially in that soft run. I do not see how you can go wrong with Cam Murray. Like, even if he averages 50 from here on out, which I think he will average substantially more, you're still getting your value for him and you're freeing up cash elsewhere. I just think he's a really safe trade. Obviously, God forbid, barring injury, but that can be with any player in the competition. So, yeah, I like the Cam Murray move. It frees up 240K, and I'll talk you through my plans why. What this will allow me to hopefully do next week, Torhu's on the buy, so I'll be playing a front row of short as it currently stands, but I want to get in Payne Haas for Jacob Preston. The only spot in my squad that I don't have depth is front row. Here are the numbers, and this is uh, some bit of a super coach nerd out sesh, and this is what uh, sort of goes through my head when planning. It's going to be tight, financially speaking. If I make them two trades this week, I've got 376K in the bank. My trades next week that I want to make, Jacob Preston to Payne Haas and Tyrone Peachy to Latrell Mitchell. I've gone what I think to be... It's not worst case scenario, but close to it with these guys. So Trell and Haas both coming back from injury. Peachy obviously won't change cash because he's price because he's not playing this week. The Trell Mitchell, if he tons this week, hasn't played in over two months against a good Broncos side. He's got what two or three tons this year. I think they all came in the space of three weeks. If he tons, he will be seven hundred eighty-four thousand dollars next week. That will cost me 245 k My second trade, Jacob Preston. 
if he scores only 45 points against Penrith. I say worst case, but if Penrith put on a score here, Preston could go lower than that, but with tackles and runs, it shouldn't be much worse, surely. But yeah, if he, can, if he scores only 45, he'll be 543k. Payne Haas, if he scores 87 points, remembering first game back from injury, a full-strength bunny side, he's only scored above 87 a handful of times this season, he'll be at 694k. That left my my calculation. That had cost me 151k. That'd mean all up, it'd cost me 396k, which would leave me 20k short of making those two trades directly. So I'm banking on those worst cases not happening. I, I need to stop saying worst case. Unlikely cases, because we know Hus can turn up. We know Chol can go 150. We know Preston against Penrith, maybe he could get 30. But I think all these scenarios are quite unlikely. So I think with that little buffer, I think I'll be fine. Like even if Trell scores 80 points this week, he drops another, what's that, 15K there minimum. So I feel okay with it, but it's going to be a nervous watch. And I think the big one it will come down to is Latrell Mitchell. If I can't afford it in the space of two trades next week, I should be pretty sweet uh, to run a front row low because I've got no Deadwood on my bench at the moment. So my, my AE would be someone like Jacob Preston or Brennan Piakura. So hardly the worst case there. The one that would be a bit of a dagger would be uh, Franklin Pele. Uh, but then even tying into that, like if Franklin Pele was to happen to play next week, that would hurt. But I had Tigers and Bunnies next week, so I want the trail 100%. And the other thing about it, like if I do happen to, to run a front row short next week, if I can't afford paying Haas, give me a crack at the free crack at the VC loophole. So that's always uh, always pretty handy. Captain Lock and Load Nathan Cleary. I know it's his first game back from injury, but he could go absolutely bonkers here. Sure, there's aggravation risk, but the Panthers seem to have uh, been pretty patient with him there in his return. So, yeah, I'm going with that. Looking at the odds now, the doggy's paying $21, Penrith $1.02. That bodes well for N. Cleary. <clears throat> VC will be James Tedesco. To loop, he'd probably need to score 150 for me. Right, guys, that's it for the question and answer podcast for NRL Supercoach Round 21. Go the mighty Stallions, and I hope you all have a belter of a weekend, both Supercoach and real life. Cheers. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.